0: Anderson looking, long look, now finds Edmonds out of the backfield, he's got a lane down the near side, to the pylon, touchdown Fordham! Number 22 from 22 yards out for the score, and the Rams lead 6-0, too easy on the first drive. This will be a 22 yard field goal for McKay Redd on the far side hash. Or to snap, Pavlik to hold, those parts good, Reds field goal attempt is good. Through the uprights and onto campus here at Fordham on homecoming. Anderson gets the high snap, gives to Edmonds, runs left, easy, into the end zone. Touchdown, Chase, Edmonds, and Fordham. 52 in the career, three today already, and the Rams lead 23 7. Torgerson dropping back, looking across the middle, pressure coming, pocket collapsing, and brought down. The ball is out! Noah Fitzgerald picks it up inside the 30 yard line. Three straight drives, Torgerson has turned it over. Play clock down to seven, game clock at 534. They'll give it to Edmonds, running left, hash, and he's in for the score. Chase Edmonds, and this score's a big one. His fourth today overall, and the Rams now up by 13 points, 30-17. And with that, we welcome you into another edition of Monday Night Quarterback, focusing on the Fordham football team. They picked up a 31-17 win over Penn over the weekend, and we started how we always do with the head coach of the Rams in his first
1: year, Andrew Briner. We'll take a look back at the Penn game. But first, Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, it's always always fun to come on, especially after a victory.
0: For sure. We love to have you on uh, every week, and let's start with, with Penn, 31-17. You mentioned after the game to to Corey Miller on the field that this was a football game. It had its ebbs and flows. We did some good things. We did some, some negative things, but you win a competitive game. And was it nice to have your football team go through that
1: sort of process? Absolutely, um, I, I, it, you know hats off to penn, they played a great game. Coaches put them in a position to, to be successful. It's was two good, two well-coached football teams that that battled on Saturday, and, and as you mentioned, it, it was a, a game that had its ups and downs, but all football games are going to. Uh, you know I'm very proud of our football team how they handled the downs and, and, and nobody's head went down. Uh, we kept grinding on, on both sides of the ball and on special teams and, and came out on top. One guy that had a monster game, Max Roberts,
2: who we're gonna have on later in the show. But ten total tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles, incredible game. What did you see out of him on Saturday? How? Why was he so locked in?
1: He he had a great great day. He's uh, he's a very explosive athlete, um, and, and we are putting him in a position to. to Capitalize on his athleticism, his explosiveness, and I think what you see when you see that many plays in the backfield—it's a combination of 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 scheme, but it's also the young man's instincts. He knows how to to get in the backfield and and make those those really momentum-changing plays.
0: Drew Casey and Tom Scavelli here with Coach Breiner, and and Coach, you've mentioned his name a, a couple of times, saying, "Oh, he's one of these freshman players who could really make an impact this season." but game number 3 of his career can you can you picture something like that of course maybe he's not in the game if there aren't some some injuries but can you picture something like that?
1: Yeah, you know, with, regardless of, of the injuries, he was a guy that we identified early on in preseason camp that, that had the physical tools. Now, just like all freshmen, he was raw to the college game, and, and it was our job to get him ready uh, to, to produce. You know, when you have young talent like that, I think it really becomes imperative for the coaching staff to say, what can we teach him to do that he can do well on game day? Because you don't want a player of that caliber not on the football
2: field. As a whole, how do you think the defense has bounced back from the Navy loss? They played well against Elizabeth City State, three turnovers on Saturday as well. How do you think they are bounced back, their confidence back?
1: Yeah, I, I'm I'm very impressed. I'm very pleased. I'm very proud uh, of our defense and and how they have responded. Obviously, you know the second half of last year was tough on us defensively. Um, you know, you come out game one hoping to make a statement. Unfortunately, you're you're playing the triple option, which is extremely difficult to defend. We didn't play well on defense in week one, but uh, to to kind of get get momentum rolling against Elizabeth City, and then to come out and, and face a very very good pen offense and limit them to 17 points and and take away the ball three times you know that that's a sign of a of a very good defense. How important was it to get
0: to Alex Torgerson? Three straight possessions he either coughed it up or threw an interception. He he that, in that stage of the game, the first half, he, he he was looked. I don't want to use the word a wreck, but he was noticeably uncomfortable because of the pressure that you got on him.
1: Yeah, um, and he is a very good quarterback. He he's one of the top guys at the FCS level. Um, again, you know, going into the game, we we talk about um, you know giving giving the quarterbacks a hard time, both you know physically, we want to get sacks, we want to create turnovers, and and mentally, you know, change up some looks on them. And and uh, you know, it's clear that we did that. Switching it over to your quarterback on the offense,
2: Kevin Anderson, 18-33, 231 yards and a touchdown. Another solid game for him. What have you seen out of him overall this year and how he continues to progress as a quarterback?
1: Yeah, well, you know, we heard the highlight coming into the uh, into the, the interview here of his touchdown pass, the first touchdown of the game uh, to Chase. And, and what that was, that's his third progression. Um, you know, he went one to two to three on his progression. That's something that um, you don't get out of young quarterbacks. You don't get out of inexperienced quarterbacks and you don't get out of quarterbacks that get that get rattled in the pocket when their, their first or second progression isn't there. Uh, so, you know, really pleased to, to see him hit that play. And, and he played well. He, he continues to play well. I think there were some balls that that had the opportunity to uh, be explosive plays that we just didn't connect on. And that's what we really need to work on going forward.
0: He talked about who he threw that touchdown to in Chase Edmonds. He set a new Fordham school record for the most total touchdowns, and he's very close to the most rushing touchdowns soon. Let's take a listen to one of his other touchdowns on Saturday. First and ten for Fordham now at the pen, 24. Three receivers all to the near side, and it's still Lumley, Allen, and Cattle. He'll give it right back to Edmonds. Running right side, past the 20, as he cuts it back. Now we will go to the right corner, pylon, touchdown, Chase Edmonds. Great misdirection. 24 yards out. Chase Edmonds into the end zone. The Rams are on top. 13-7. I feel like a broken record, but uh, what can you say about this young man's ability? He's setting school records, and he might double them by the time his career is over, but he's setting school records in his third game as a junior, career records.
1: Yeah, well, it, it speaks to, to what we've talked about time and time again. He is a phenomenal talent, uh, but but there are a lot of talented football players in Division One football. Uh, Chase takes that talent, combines it with an unbelievable work ethic, um, a savviness, and an intelligence at the running back position that that not all running backs have, and and that's why you see him put the production out there that he does, whether it's yards or, or touchdowns. The other thing that he's doing right now really well is pass protecting. Um, that's an area of, of his game that has really grown um, since his freshman year. So he, he's becoming more and more of a complete running back each and every week.
0: D- Despite that, uh, you decide at the end of the, set, the first half, there's hardly any time on the clock, field goal attempt from the four-yard line. So it was about a 21, 22-yard kick. It was blocked. But there was an offsides play that resulted in an untimed untimed down. You guys get the ball at the one-and-a-half, two-yard line. It's the last play unless there's another defensive penalty. You give it to Chase Edmonds instead of trying the field goal again to go up by three scores. What was the mentality there?
1: Mentality there was to make a statement. Um, You know, I believe in our offensive line. I believe in Chase Edmonds. Um, From two yards out, I believe we can score a touchdown. Penn did a great job. They stopped us, um, but but I can assure you that I have not lost any faith in the offensive line or Chase Edmonds, and given the chance to do it again, I'd go for it again.
2: Look back at last year's Penn game when you guys got up to a really early lead and then sort of let them back in the game – this Saturday got up 24-7. They scored 10 unanswered. What was different this time? How did you not let them back in the game and really close the
1: door on them? Uh, that, the defense. The defense uh, did a great job of, of you know, bowing their backs. You know, I think of the you – know, we got the turnover. We got it right back. Threw an interception to two Penn. They took the ball and marched all the way down the field and got inside the five yard line. A penalty knocked them back to the six, and we walk off the field there, only giving up three instead of you know seven. I think that was a big big statement in the game from our defense to bow their backs as we get down tight to the goal line and not not give up the touchdown. So, you know, little, you know, stops like that or, or field goals instead of touchdowns, um, those, those add up over the course of a game. And, and that's why we are able to keep, you know, it never got closer than, than a, a one score game. And then, you know, timely play from uh, Kevin to Austin Longy, you know, big play in the, in the fourth quarter, and then we were able to punch it in. Coach you said that homecoming was a uh, was a sort of a special game but
0: prepared to play every game but the team deserves to play in front of of a sold out crowd. You got 7816 people into the stands officially. What is it like to have that atmosphere?
1: Ah uh, it, it, it's incredible. The 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 electricity, the excitement that Jack Coffee Field has when the stands are packed, it, it, it's its Division I football. It, it's awesome. Um, really enjoyed having that many people in the stands. I can't say I really take notice in the middle of the game, mm-hmm. uh, but but to turn around at the end and, and see a, a packed house um, and, and get the victory was, was great.
2: You guys, overall on the game, you threw the ball effectively, ran the ball very well, obviously, with Chase. You had those three turnovers on defense. Is that how much of a complete team win is that and how much of a confidence boost is that to have all facets of your game really clicking
1: yeah that's a that's a great question Tom and that that's exactly how I feel about it you know I knew it was going to take a complete team win to beat a, a, a football team of Penn's caliber that, again just hats off to them great program uh, great players great coaching staff but yeah that, that's what I'm most excited about as I was driving home on, on Saturday you know thinking about the win that's what came to me is we did it on offense we did it on defense and we did it on special teams. Coach, congratulations on the second win
0: of the season, 31-17 over Penn. We'll take a look ahead to Monmouth in just a little bit. Thanks. Now time for X's and O's here on Monday Night Quarterback, where a member of the Fordham coaching staff joins us to talk about the team's most recent game, and that was, again, a 31-17 win over Penn. And this week, we have outside linebackers coach Will Ryman. Coach, thanks for awesome joining on. us. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So you coached the linebackers, and you guys had three turnovers. Linebackers surrounding everything. The defense gave up 17 points. Played yes, pretty
3: well. What uh, What'd you see from your from your unit uh, this week? You know, uh, our defense coordinator, Coach Hooley, did a great job. You know, putting these guys uh, in a position to be successful. We had we had a good game plan. I think uh, put together that extra bye week. You know, that really helps. Um, so you know, Coach Hooley, uh, once again did a great job formulating a plan. Uh, And then, you know, it wasn't just linebackers, but, you know, the back end and and the guys up front uh, got after the quarterback a little bit. And, uh, you know, so so it's truly a a whole effort on the defensive side of the ball. And then also offensively, you know, putting up points like we do. Chase had an incredible game. You know, Kevin did a good job uh, protecting uh, the football. So, uh, you know, it was a a good team win. So we are we're excited for it and uh, looking forward to build off of it.
2: The guy who really stuffed the stat sheet on Saturday was Max Roberts. Ten tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles. What did you see out of him Saturday? And overall, in three games into his Fordham
3: career, he's a freshman. How are you seeing him develop? You know, it's fun to watch Max play. Uh, you know, we kind of we were able to tell a little bit, uh, you know, this fall camp that we, we had something special with Max. Uh, he's done a great job adapting to, uh, you know, college life and, and the scheme uh, that that we're kind of throwing at him. Uh, so he, he does a good job digesting the scheme, understanding what he needs to do to be successful. He goes out and he works hard every day. Uh, and, you know, he's got some great leadership examples, uh, you know, not only on a team, but in the linebacker position itself with George Dawson, uh, kind of really get, getting to know him and, and uh, work with him closely. And he, those two kind of do a good job kind of meshing together and, and bridging the, uh, the senior and the freshman uh, to make plays, so.
0: Drew Casey and Tom Scabelli here with Will Ryman. And you mentioned George Dawson. Max Roberts had the two forced fumbles. Lambert picked one up, another linebacker. Fitzgerald picked the other one up, another linebacker. Let's hear what George Dawson did. Penn now sets. Four on the play clock. Down to two. Torgerson gets the ball. Looking right. Firing right. And it's intercepted. George Dawson. He might take it to the house. He has room. Cuts it back at the 25. Defense crashing back. Now inside the 20. Down to the 10. And he will be brought down there. George Dawson had two INTs a week ago. He's got one here. So George, one of the captains of this team. Linebackers maybe not necessarily known for getting interception after interception after interception, but he has three of them already and, of course, being a force in the middle of that defense against all sorts of things the offense, opposing offense throws at you guys and at him. But what specifically have you seen from him in, in, in the pass coverage game? Because, again, he
3: has three interceptions already. You know, George, is a, he's a very bright player. Uh, you know, he's, he's one of our smartest players on the field on defense. He helps us get lined up a lot of times. And, uh, you know, he, he's played a lot of football. You know, he kind of has had to step in. Uh, a little bit earlier in his career than we all thought he was going to when Stephen Hodge went down a couple of years ago. So, you know, he, he's been on the field for for a lot of snaps in his career, mm-hmm. uh, so he kind of uses that to his advantage. And, and uh, you know, he works every day uh, like it's his first day out there, and, and he, uh, you know, on that particular play, did a great job uh, playing with his uh, technique. You know, he, he did exactly what he was coached to do. Uh, and uh, he ended up making a great play and, and obviously helping us uh, you know, secure a victory. So we're excited to uh, have him and, and keep him rolling here.
2: As well as Dawson is playing on the field, also you know, being a senior, being one of the leaders of this team, how much does he mean to you in the locker room, and, and what does he bring as a leader?
3: You know We kind of talked about earlier uh, the way he works with Max and, and gets some of these younger guys going. Uh, you know, I, I also mentioned his, you know, his intelligence on the field. Uh, you know, if there's any questions or any confusion or anything like that, you know, whether it's scheme or culture or school or, you know, he's from the Bronx, so he knows New York well and, and some of these other guys. Like Max is from Ohio, so, you know, all, we have players from all over the country on this team, and, and it's great to have somebody like George who's been here. Uh, for as many years as he has, you know, not only at Fordham but in the Bronx. So he, he's, uh, he's a local guy, and, and it's uh, fun to watch him, you know, or excel and have success in front of uh, his home crowd and his family. George, familiar with the Bronx. Yourself also familiar with the
0: Bronx, having served as a student assistant for four years while you were a student at Fordham and now on the staff as the outside linebackers coach for the second year. We'll get to that in a second, but but first, you mentioned the crowd also here at home. This past weekend was homecoming; nearly eight thousand people in the stands officially. Is it something special when there's that many people to watch you guys here at Jack Coffee Field?
3: No, it's great. It's great. You know, we, we appreciate all the support uh, from everybody. Uh, you know, it was it was especially fun for me, uh, being such a young graduate, uh, being able to see. Uh, a lot of my friends come back who've kind of stayed local, uh, and, and a lot of these former players were back. But to have a packed house, it's awesome. It's a great atmosphere. Defensively, it helps us because you know we 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 encourage the noise as loud as possible because mm-hmm. it makes it difficult for the opposing offenses. So you know we loved it, and, and and we're looking forward to having that every week. And coach, last question: you
0: mentioned student assistant for four years, then you transitioned to to the to the staff as a. Professional coach, yep. if you will. Uh, last year under Joe Moorhead, still here with Coach Briner. What has the transition been like, and now in your in your second season at, in that full time uh, role?
3: You know, transition has been great. Uh, you know, and and it's been great because I've been surrounded by great coaches and and great mentors. You know, uh, you, I already talked about Coach Hooley a little bit earlier in the show, but uh, Tim Carey is is a guy who ended up. Uh, he had twins and and decided that, you know, he wanted to spend time with his family a little bit more, so he went on to uh, coach some high school football, but he was huge in my development uh, here, and, and just being around great great coaches, uh, you know, Coach Briner, obviously, Coach Moorhead, uh, given me my first opportunity to be a Division One coach at, at my age. I'm forever grateful, and I work hard uh, every day to reward them, hopefully. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be here, and hopefully I'm here for a long time to come. Well, Coach,
0: thanks so much. Thirty-one seventeen. congrats on the win, and best of luck uh, as the season rolls on. Thanks
3: Thank for you. stopping by. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys.
0: Now it's time for Inside the Huddle with Max Roberts and Austin Longy as we look back at Fordham's thirty-one seventeen win. Guys, first, congratulations, and uh, thanks for stopping by here this afternoon. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Uh let's let's start with uh with you Max. You had a, a career day in your third career game. A pretty uh a pretty good afternoon for you on Saturday. 11 tackles, 3 sacks, a, a couple of forced fumbles. You, you really got to Alex Torgerson. Uh what was uh what allowed you to be so successful on Saturday?
4: Um I guess pretty much is the scheme of the coaching staff. You know, they had planned it up really well and like we had a really good week of practice, so just like them having like the game plan set really just helped help me be successful
0: and congratulations Patriot League Rookie of the Week this Thank week just you. came out a little while ago so congrats there Austin we'll jump to you real quick a, a game where four catches 92 yards for you not, not a touchdown but the team gets the 14 point win the um you know what's been working for this offense there's been a lot of big plays you had a couple of 20 plus yard catches over the weekend
5: uh it's really again just like Max said the scheme and uh I think we also have a lot of weapons on the offensive side of the ball, uh, whether it's Chase, uh, Bam, uh, me, Corey, Lumley, uh, Jordan Allen, Cantelli, there's a ton of us. So um, as long as when the O-line's protecting and uh, we're getting pushed off the ball, I think we have a lot of special things that we can create as a team. And uh, with our scheme, it's it's gonna be pretty hard to stop all year.
2: Austin, you seem to be getting better and better each week and getting more comfortable in the offense. What do you think of your personal development so far here in your sophomore season?
5: Um. I mean, I do the most I can every time I get my opportunities to, and uh, hopefully when the coaches believe in me, then they know that hopefully positive results will come from that, and uh, I can just put as much trust in the coaches and me as I possibly can and uh, just try to develop my game with my teammates as much as possible. Max, let's jump back to you for a quick second here. Again, I mentioned two forced fumbles.
0: Let's take a quick listen to the first fumble uh, that you forced uh, off Penn's QB. Play action. Torgerson looking down the middle of the field. Pocket collapsing, scrambling right. The ball is punched out and is picked up by Brett Lambert at the 35-yard line. Rams going left to right. He's taken down at the 21-yard line, and the Rams have the football back. Another turnover. Max Roberts punched it out. No chance for Torgerson to keep that one. The Rams' defense has come to play today. All right, Max, so, so your name obviously in there, forcing the fumble. Brett Lambert getting the fumble and recovering it and returning it a little bit of a ways. What does it say about the depth of the Fordham defense to you guys who are officially listed second on that depth chart? Maybe that'll change after this past week, but uh, what does it say about the depth and the, the way you guys work together really well?
4: Well, I mean, <clears throat> like, we've got a lot of depth on the defense, and, um, like, there are a lot of guys had to step up because, obviously, our middle linebacker got injured, and um, I think that really goes to show, like, how, like, well the coaching staff trains, like, each, like, like the first stringers, the second stringers and all that because we are all ready to jump in. Moment's notice. We just
0: heard Max's highlight. Uh, let's hear a highlight from Austin here. 57 yard catch in the fourth quarter to not necessarily seal it, but set up a drive that did seal it. Play action. Looking down the middle, throwing a deep ball in the direction of Longy. The 25 is caught there by him. Breaks one back to the fifteen. Now coming to the near side. Racing to the near corner. Can he get there? Now he cuts it back between the hashes at the five. And he's tackled. Oh, a huge play. A gain of fifty-seven yards. Anderson to Longy. That's a big one. So, Austin, a big play there, obviously, nearly 60 yards, and, and then set up a play for Chase to score from short range to go up 31-17, and then the defense held, and you guys got the win by 14. What is uh, what is it like having such a – it seems like all the receivers do, but personally having such a close relationship with Kevin Anderson, and when like you mentioned earlier, you have six guys who can make the big play, and, and it was you who maybe made the biggest one uh, of the group on Saturday.
5: Um, I mean, it was actually funny how everything worked out this week. Um, <clears throat> so, in practice on Thursday, actually, uh, we do our two-minute drive, and uh, I dropped it and it got picked in a two-minute situation. And then it kind of came back to that in the game. It was uh, it was my drive, and um, c- Coach had faith in me to go make a big play for the team. And um, I think it, having all these weapons uh, spreads out the whole field. You can't really double-team anybody. You can't stack the box. You can't not stack the box because – Chase will expose you or KP will expose you or JB. And um, so, I mean, it's it's just tough to play against our offense, and uh, we have a lot of weapons. So, so,
2: For both you guys, Saturday, obviously homecoming, got the big homecoming win. How much more pumped up were you to get that win on homecoming? And, Max, for you specifically, what did you think of your first Fordham homecoming?
4: Um, it was good. I loved the um, crowd, um, the intensity. It was like a great environment to be in. Definitely made it a great first homecoming game. How are you just adjusting to Fordham football and Fordham
2: life in general in your freshman season?
4: Um, it's a lot different. Um, a lot more work and a lot more things I got to do. A lot more things on my schedule, but I'm learning to manage it, and it's getting better. It's good. Wh- who's faster amongst you two guys?
5: I think it's a different type of speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Better question then. Who's funnier? Um, Max is. Okay. I all right. We're not. We're not going <laughs> to tell knock knock jokes or anything like that. But okay.
0: Good to know. Moving forward. Good to know. Moving forward. Um. Max, as we mentioned, freshman, Austin, sophomore, new head coach this year, Andrew Briner. Um, you had a chance to to get to know him, Austin, last year as, as the offensive coordinator, and I'm sure throughout the recruiting process, being recruited offensively. Max, it was Joe Moorhead and the defensive staff that recruited you. What is it like playing for, for such a young guy uh, in Coach Briner? He's 32 years old, and, and he's the head coach.
4: Well, I mean, he brings a lot of intensity because, like, so young, he's got so much energy, and, like, it really shows in, like, practices and in games and, um, I don't know, I really like it.
5: Austin, can you, can you say the same? or? <laughs> um, or yeah, coach Brown, he actually recruited me. He recruited my area. Um, so it was kind of nice. Uh, I've always had a close relationship with Coach. And, um, I mean, I think that pays a lot towards uh, just our relationship as a player and a coach and also off the field, just a friendly relationship. So, yeah, it's great playing for him. And uh, I'm happy situa- how the situation ended with him being our head coach.
2: I think we'd be remiss to not mention Chase Edmonds anytime. I guess we're talking Fordham football. Four touchdowns on Saturday. What is it like to watch him up close and play with him? How
4: special is he? He's a great player. I mean, one of the things I've really learned from is his like practice, like in his work ethic. Like he's one of those guys that like always gives like his best in every practice. He's always doing stuff extra, and like as a young guy, it's really good learning from him and like you know just developing off that.
5: Uh, all I'll say is uh, he's lucky I don't play defense. That's all I got <laughs> <laughs> There we go. So there's the funniness coming in, competing with you
0: there, little yeah. Max. All right, guys. Well, uh, best of luck going forward in the season. Thanks very much for joining us, and uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Thanks again.
2: Thank you. Thanks, guys.
0: Back here to wrap up Monday Night Quarterback. And with the coming up next segment, again joined by head coach Andrew Breiner, we'll look ahead to Monmouth, who's coming in 2-2 two and two out of the FCS, just played a top-10 team in Charleston Southern this past weekend and fell at their hands. But, Coach, you you mentioned after the game, again, against Penn, that there were some areas that you'd like to improve, ups and downs in the game. What, what are some of those areas just in general that, that you hope to improve on by this Saturday?
1: Consistency. Consistency. You know, we started off on the offensive side of the ball, um, you know, fast. And you guys mentioned in the first segment about the the early lead, um, but, you know, just had some some unforced errors and some things that Penn did well, um, you know, to, to give us some problems as, as the game went on. And I, I'd like to see us get out of that, that rut a little bit quicker. Um, uh, you know, so offensively, it's consistency. Defensively, i just just continue to improve uh, in in all areas. I think tackling, um, you know, is one thing that that we can do a better job of of, of getting guys on the ground and, and minimizing some of those those gains that that get an extra three four yards. Those add up over the course of a, a game. So that those will be the points of emphasis this week.
2: Mammoth is coming off a big loss to a ranked Charleston Southern team, 35 to seven. This is more of a general question, but do you think it's better or worse to face a team coming off a big loss? Is it better in the sense that maybe they're reeling, or worse in the sense that maybe they're fired up and even more hungry the
1: next week? Yeah, that's one of those things you just don't know. Uh, you're not in their locker room. You're not in their meeting rooms. You don't know how they respond uh, to the loss. You really don't know until you get there on Saturday. You know, we we. We're going to assume that they're fired up and ready to go. Uh, you know, Coach Callahan does a great job with with their program. I know that they'll have they'll have their guys ready to go. It was a tough loss to a good team, um, so now now they have to bounce back, and, and we have to keep trending in the right direction. Similar
0: to to Tom's question there, Coach, do you, are you able to learn more about an opponent? when they come off of playing a top team in the country, or, or is it more or less the same just based on the film?
1: No, I, I it's always good to see uh, an opponent go against really strong competition because you know that they are going to uh – They're going to put their best foot forward, so to speak, from a game planning standpoint. The the guys are going to be excited to play um, more so when you're playing a top top 25 team. So no, I think it's great to to get that type of uh, film to to watch. Um, But you know, just like everybody else, everyone's going out and giving their best effort each and every week, regardless of the opponent.
2: You guys played Monmouth last year. You beat them 54-31. Obviously, the teams are a little bit different, and you're now the head coach as opposed to just working on the offense. But what could you take from last year's win to try to make it you know, another win this year?
1: Yeah, no. When when you look back on on Monmouth's season last year, we were the only team that put up that many points on them. Um, they are very good defensively. They have they have talent. They do a good job from a scheme standpoint. So we're gonna have to figure out ways to to generate points. Um, and it's not gonna be easy to do against this defense. On on the other side of the ball, uh, us defensively, you know, it it came down you know watching the film just to consistency. Um, we we there were times where we were really. Really strong on defense and, and got three and outs, forced turnovers, and then there were times that we you know maybe la- you know lost our edge a little bit and gave up some some softer softer plays and, and allowed them to pick up yards so you know it, it, I, I know I sound like a broken record, but it is it, it's consistency in your execution that's what ultimately determines football games.
0: Go to just game four of the season, but with a bye and two home games, it's the first road game in, in about a month. Is there any concern or anything that needs to be said that you're traveling away for the first time in a while?
1: Yeah, I mentioned it uh, Sunday night when, when we met with the team that you know we're 0-1 on the road this year. We need to go get our first road win. Um, winning football games at the Division One level is always challenging doing it on the road is even more challenging so you know to get ourselves in the in the right frame of mind um, to to go play on the road uh, is is something that that will be talked about has been talked about and will be emphasized this week and lastly coach is
0: there is there any specific positional group or or group of players that you're really encouraged by the way they've progressed and uh, and maybe they'll continue to make a big um, a big impact, especially this weekend. Or is it more or less just the whole whole team growth?
1: No, I, I you know I look at uh I look at the running backs are, are playing at a very high level. Not just Chase, but when Kendall gets a chance to to go in there and, and carry the ball, he's doing a great job. The the group that I'm really encouraged by um, walking out of uh, Saturday's game was our defensive backs. Um, they played an outstanding game against really good competition, um, and and just played within the scheme, were very detailed with what we asked them to do, and that, by being in the right position, then they were able to use their talents and their skills to, to make plays, you know, whether it was Jihad Pretlow early in the game, breaking up a pass to Justin Watson, which I think set the tone a little bit, mm-hmm. or Caleb Hamm, in the middle of an open field, on the quarterback throwback on fourth and ten in the fourth quarter, to make that tackle, that 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 is such a confidence boosting play for for Caleb. Um, you know, I, I'm really really thrilled to see how well they played in that football game.
0: Well, coach, uh, best of luck uh, this week in preparation, and on Saturday we'll see you throughout the week. And thanks so much as always for stopping by. No, thank you, Drew. Thank
1: you, Tom. Thanks, thanks a lot for coming on.
0: So that's Coach Briner previewing the Mammoth game coming up this weekend to wrap up Monday Night Quarterback. But before we go, let's get a final thought from Tom Scabelli here uh, and myself, Drew Casey, before we send you into the rest of your week. Tom, a 31-17 win over Penn. Mammoth is the opponent this week. The Rams will travel down to West Long Branch, New Jersey, the Jersey Shore for this one on Friday and then play on Saturday. In light of what you've seen through the season so far, what are you ex- what are you expecting and, and what do you hope to see from the team?
2: I'm expecting a good game from Fordham, I and I think they're really starting to hit their stride a little bit as a football team. Obviously, the tough loss at Nave, but you put up 83 points against Elizabeth City. You have this really strong overall team win in all three facets of the game against Pennsylvania. You've got the offense running. You've got the defense running well, too. I think we're starting to see how talented this football team is and how dangerous they can be when everything is clicking like they are.
0: And I would echo Tom's comment and just add that Coach Breiner makes a lot of very good points in the consistency game. It's, it's a long football season off the bye, playing a good team this week on the road in Monmouth. If the team is consistent, they'll be in a good spot to be successful. They beat the Hawks a year ago when they came to Jack Coffee Field, but they're a talented football team as they were blown out by a top-ten team in the country, but they they have been playing a tough schedule, and who knows how they will bounce back the Rams travel down this weekend to play Mammoth on Saturday, and, of course, FUV has you covered. That does it for this week's edition of Monday Night Quarterback. Thanks to head coach Andrew Briner, outside linebackers coach Will Ryman, wide receiver Austin Longy, and linebacker Max Roberts. Join us next week for another edition of Monday Night Quarterback. We'll take a look back at the Mammoth game and preview the team's matchup with Lafayette. That comes your way October 8th. We'll have our X's and O's segment with one of the coaches and inside the huddle with some of the players. And don't forget to tune into WFUV's coverage of Fordham football as the Rams take on Monmouth this Saturday, October 1st. Boy, oh boy, it's September is already in the books by the time the Rams play next. Wow. Kickoff set for 1 o'clock in South Jersey with one-on-one, the pregame report, the one-on-one pregame report, I should say, live at 1250 on 90.7 FM, WFUV.org, and WFUVsports.org. Until then, for Tom Scabelli, producer Jonah Haskell, and for executive sports producer Bob Aarons. this is Drew Casey. Have a good week, everybody. Monday Night Quarterback is a presentation of WFUV Sports. We'll see you next time.